Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the Rose and Shine podcast. Featuring the Swedish sisters Josephine Roos and Victoria Roos Olsen. Based in Stockholm and New York, we share experiences from our international lives and careers. Good morning, or actually good evening. This is Victoria <laughs> sending from Stockholm. And good morning from Bogota. This is Josephine. Yeah, so you're the one I just said good morning to you. That's why I'm... In my head thinking it's morning, but obviously it's afternoon here. And this episode that we've prepared for you today is uh, about growing your friendships. Yeah, so in the previous episode, we spoke a little bit more about growing your network, so your outer layers, and maybe related to career and, and career goals. But in this one, we're really speaking about the network that are much more closer to you. So family and friends, and how do you... Potentially, if you want to expand those networks. So in a sense, this is the perfect beginning to start out from. So uh, Josephine, before we get into the topic, uh, how was your week? This is like your, what is it, second week back in Bogota? Second week back in Bogota. It was pretty, uh, pretty intense, pretty hysterical, I would have to say. And pretty lovely. I was certainly growing my networks, my friendship. No, mm -hmm. not networks, my friendships. Because <laughs> it was wonderful. I had a couple, Osa and Gili, our, our best friends and, and their kids, um, staying with us for a couple of days. And then our lovely friend, uh, Michelle, from, mm -hmm. coming over from New York, staying with us. So we had a completely full house, jet lagged people, <laughs> new people that are, um, uh, this sounds so so snobby, at least from a Swedish perspective, right? But new people that came and helped out in, in the house. Yeah. And uh, we had a couple of party nights where we were going out because, of course, there was, you know, people's last nights in Bogota. And it was pregnancy diabetes tests. Oh, yeah. You had um, to drink that awful drink. Oh, that's 75 milliliter of glucose, which happened in the midst of my detox, which kind of screwed up that day. Because I realized, <laughs> obviously, this is probably not part of the no sugar, no sugar <laughs> solution. <laughs> so that day became a little bit um, so and so. So, yeah. So now it's actually relatively nice that people have left yeah even though the house is very empty and my son goes around kind of counting people like where's Osangili where's Tana and Nico where's Nana <laughs> you know trying to understand where everyone has has left to basically Aww. and tomorrow we're organizing Raphael's birthday party um everybody I invited 
said yes. That's exciting. That's super See, exciting. It was the Prosecco thing that made it, right? Uh, I hope so. I think so, yeah. So, um, yeah, everyone is coming. Oh, that's really great. <laughs> so it's really lovely. But topping on this, a small reflection, sorry, a really long introduction for me here, but a small reflection is that when you're pregnant, when I'm pregnant, I think my introvert side really comes out. Isn't that normal? Like, it's kind of the nesting... It makes sense. The impatient side, you also kind of kindly told me that during my last pregnancy. <laughs> you remember this? You were like, I think you're a little bit more impatient during pregnancy. And maybe patience isn't my um, strength from the start. Uh, so, so, yeah, all very exciting, a lot of fun and still kind of dealing with this impatient introvert pregnant person that lives inside my body or kind of taking over my body. Oh, uh, But no, I, th I think everyone was happy and I hope that everyone will be happy tomorrow at uh, the party, especially Rafa, who might be completely confused by the whole thing. Yeah, it will be good. <laughs> and what about uh, your week? Could you start with yesterday? You haven't, uh, we haven't had the chance to talk about it yet. So, oh yeah, yesterday was a, was a great day and it kind of made me clear how many different roles I have with my, in my work life blend right now. Um, so I'm working, as many of you know, as a leadership consultant, and that's kind of been my main part, but now spending lots of time with us on Ruth and Shine, and then also writing a book with my American colleagues. So I spent time working on that book, and then I, I realized it does take some time to really prepare for the yoga sessions that I'm running, so... And I really had a, a good time running, so I'm or preparing because I'm I'm running the classes on Thursday nights and then on Friday nights. Or Fridays are a little bit earlier; it's at four thirty, kind of that afternoon after work, uh, celebrating the weekend is starting, kind of thing. Mm. So that was super nice to prepare for and get ready. And I'm starting to feel a little bit more. Not like this super new person running yoga, but yeah, getting into the flow, enjoying it in a sense a little bit more. So that was super nice. And I had that session and then we went to, so in our family, we have a hotel and our brother is, is running it currently and we've just created and you haven't seen it but this most beautiful spa actually yeah and i started the picture started to come yesterday yeah and uh, it's been a huge investment so yeah it should be surprising if it wasn't nice no it's um, amazing <laughs> it's so nice but the pictures look incredible yeah i can't wait to come home yeah so it's a nice big warm or heated swimming pool mm -hmm. because it's an outdoor yeah where you can swim pool. all year round even if it's in sweden it's just amazing yeah i know so that was that was super nice and it's the sauna the steam sauna which i really like and it's i guess that's maybe quite swedish as well it's like an ice pool where you can go in to get that you know, it's ice cold water and you just go oh, down and dip yourself. like a plunge yeah. pool? Yeah. Like the really yeah. deep one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that looks super cool. So last night we had, I mean, the formal uh, integration is in a couple of weeks, but last night was the where we invited all the staff and their family and just kind of did a bit of an inauguration and was so beautifully prepared. And we had, which is a new thing that they're doing, a murder mystery. Oh, And that fun. was... 
so I've never had you know experienced anything like that but it was actors coming in so about every 20 minutes or so they would do like a little scene and then like a little part of the play and it was like five different sections and towards the end you got to guess who was the murderer oh wow. so it was the Super nice. Oh, uh, that's super fun. Yeah. Okay, that reminds me of how I introduced the murder game into our Christmas yeah. <laughs> Christmas celebrations, but it's a little bit less uh, elaborate <laughs> than what you just mentioned. No, and actually, as a um, as a diner guest, you're not involved. You're oh, just okay. you know enjoying and watching it. Oh, nice. So really high quality on the acting. I would say I was super impressed. Fantastic. Yeah. So the, it's really exciting. With um, so the hotel is called Welcome hotel and we're we're quite excited about personally i'm super excited about it (laughs) as i'm coming home now for several months but we'll we'll tell you more about that so uh now going into what we wanted to talk about we're going back to that model that we explained briefly last time and you'll find it in in the pep sheets where talking about how you build your friendships and also eventually your network going all the way to your dream network and today we're going to just look into a little bit the core the inner layers which is uh, actually the very core is us the center it's me I myself you mm-hmm. and and the idea why that is in the very center even if we're talking about making friends or building friendships and network is our firm belief is that you really have to enjoy your own company to truly be able to enjoy other people's companies. Yeah, that's right. And we started to reflect a little bit about that. And of course, it's kind of trendy is that the right word right now to yeah to be yeah, alone it's true yeah and it's all it also relates of course to our personalities do we really enjoy hanging out with other people do we are we maybe more introverted and need to spend time with ourselves but also i think it's about becoming a good friend with yourself yeah and some people are from the start yeah and other people really need to work on it yeah quite actively mm. and i was actually looking through my goals A couple of years ago, and I think I was inspired by someone else when I put that as a goal. And that is really to become your own best friend. Yeah. And I don't find that that necessarily is as easy as it sounds. No. I think that it's a constant work and it's a constant work to make sure that you speak to yourself in a way that, you know, what you would expect or kind of demand from your friends. That's not often true. You could be much more harsh and much more critical. Yeah. On yourself. And of course, a bit of self-reflection is always good, but speak nicely to yourself and try to catch yourself when you're when you're saying things that you would never say to a friend. That's a really good point. So I agree with that. We're much harsher. You know, the things sometimes we tell ourselves, we would never tell a really great friend. No. And in a sense, we should work as much on the relationship with ourselves as we would work on any other important relationship in life. Yeah, and I've been having this this mantra that really started to come up for me for the yoga retreat. And mm-hmm. that's just having that mantra of saying, you know, I'm enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing enough because I'm constantly telling myself that I'm not doing enough. Yeah, that's true. It's constantly that little person on my shoulder telling me that I'm not doing enough. 
I'm not working hard enough. I'm not. And I mean, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> so I need that other person telling me, no, it is enough. Yeah, that's true. In reflection, I have it. I feel it comes a little bit with age. The fact that the older I get, and I'm obviously still very, very young, <laughs> the, yes. the older I get, the more I'm, I'm more accepting of myself mm. and I'm fine. I'm enough and, and that's okay. And I think that's kind of relieving. And I'm thinking sometimes how tough you are on yourself or I have been on myself and self-critical. And I remember times I felt like, oh, I wasn't good enough or I wasn't skinny enough or I wasn't this enough. And then I look back at photos and I'm like, wow, I, I looked really sparkling and lovely. And why was I so critical yeah. at that point, you know? Yeah. So that's what we want to say. And right now there's a, a big trend, which I think it's really nice also to go and, and travel on your own. Mm. And I think previously it was something that you did if you really didn't know anyone else or if you were going to go on this deep self-exploration kind of thing. Mm. But it doesn't have to be that way. It's it's more okay. And I mean, you've been traveling quite a long time ago, a lot on your own. Yeah, I started when I was around 18, 19 to travel a lot in South America, completely on my own. Yeah. And that was a that was a great experience. I would really recommend it. But I also felt quite lonely. I mean, it is quite young. As you say, you're probably not at that stage yet where you really are accepting of yourself necessarily. Yeah. But at that time, I think it was a great way of making new friends and of uh, reaching out to people and, yeah. and pushing your limits a little bit. But it was also a really good way of of finding out and, and rely on yourself. Yeah. And I had, I remember I had a little lesson there where I, where I realized we could talk about this more because we're going to speak about family roles and so on. But even though I was traveling on, on my own, and I think this has changed now because I'm older and, and much more experienced and so on, but mm. I would still find people who would kind of have that caretaking role. Like there would still be a lot of people when I traveled <laughs> that would, you know, start to drive me places and and do so things. So you immediately found yourself in the little sister role. Is to that some, well, to some extent, I was quite good at finding people that were taking up supporting roles somehow. And that not so much supporting in terms of like mental, I, I was quite strong that way. Yeah. But yeah. still providing... Uh, yeah, some kind of support that way. So yeah, that was that was just a, a little reflection from being younger. Yeah, but that's quite interesting. And I, I was lucky enough to get to go quite early as well to travel and going to study abroad and do these things. And I think it's really building character to try things on your own as well and, and be a little bit alone. And I went for five weeks to England when I was 14 and and went to an international school where I knew new one. And that's really good. And right now we're talking about it, you know, for my daughter, Isabel, to see, you know, that it's her turn to go out. And as a mother, I'm like, oh, no, that's <laughs> too early. But actually, it's kind of good to try these things a little bit on your own and, and work it out. Yeah. And one of my best friends is just about to move to a new place. And this episode will be perfect for her because she's just reflecting on moving to a new place and what she will do and, and how to make new friends. But she's also reflecting on the fact because she's been moving a lot similarly to me. And she's also reflecting that 
maybe I'm always a little bit too eager to make new friends. I have a stress when I, know, when I move to a new place that I need to make all of these new friends really, really quickly. And maybe I don't have to feel that stress. So for her, maybe it's also about, you know, hanging out a little bit with yourself as well. It's about a habit also. I mean, since I changed my way of working, I've been working a lot more at home and from and have more only me time actually in the past year when I think about it. And at the start, I felt it was always like, oh, I was all on my own in the big house and, you know, what was I going to do all day? And how much now that I've kind of gotten into it, how much more I'm enjoying that. Mm. I love those days that I have all to myself. And I kind of love that balance of super extroverted at times and then also going into really just being quite introverted and not speak to anyone that's that's a nice balance in my view so what we love to talk about then again is how do you then if if you are a freelancer or if you work from home you might need more effort into actually meeting people yeah that's true and we laugh about that too my husband and I how in different periods we've had more or less extroverted jobs and the one with the very extroverted job is always looking forward to an introverted weekend and the other one is like no let's meet people let's do stuff you know so it's quite funny you can feel really depressed coming home if you really want to do something (laughs) fun and the other one is like can we just chill out? Yeah. And, oh my and then, God, yeah. I've been here for the last week. So actually that I think leads us very nicely into the next level, which is so once we're comfortable with ourselves, here comes then the closest family. And you think I created lots of levels in this model that we're working with, but really think about the closest family are like the ones that I share a home with. So if it's your spouse or partner, children, perhaps the ones that you see, a lot of, in a sense. And I guess that could even be your roommate yeah. if you're at that stage, you know, someone that you live really close to. Yeah. At the end of the day, it might or might not be a traditional family. So either way, it's kind of really close to your core. And I guess the big question is here, do you treat it that way? Mm. You know, these are the most important people uh, in our life, hopefully, do you give it the love and energy that it deserves, this core? Mm. But it, I mean, it's like for all of us to really think and consider, are we investing? I, I think it's important once in a while. Am I really giving it the, the time and energy that it deserves? And am I getting that back as well? It's it's good questions to, to consider. So how, what do you do in order to create more... Or to invest in your in your family then? Well, I, for me, I, I've spoken about in some of the previous episodes. I mean, I did change actually the way I worked and, and because I wanted to spend more times with my teenage daughters because I felt that at this point they really needed me a little bit more present in their life. So that was really an investment that... I just love it because it's been paying off in in so many nice and great memories and and really great things. Mm. But it's good to reflect because this might change and there are times where you want to give more and times when you get more back. And I also don't think it's a constant that it will always be if you give this much, you'll get this much back. It will come up and down a little bit and it's not always easy. You might want to have a little bit of a longer, or 
I would recommend everyone to have a little bit of a long-term perspective and, and ask yourself why it's important. And communicate. So, I mean, we've been starting, we've been much better at creating rituals. So mm-hmm. we come from a family that is quite ritual-based. Yeah. And Steve's family is as well in some senses, but it's so mixed and so big and so many different things. So we at the beginning had a very different perspective of of uh, the idea of like a cozy friday yeah. or you know lighting the candles and making mm-hmm. it special and um we have communicated a lot around that and now i think steve really understands and appreciates those rituals but it doesn't necessarily come automatic even within your closest family it might be something that you need to discuss and create and and explain why it's important to you and and what is important to the other person and 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 create it. Yeah. And I guess a, a key lesson here is hopefully you love these people around you so don't take them for granted. Just like the relationship with yourself, the relationship with these closest people, enjoy it, be abundant and and share love and and things and create beautiful rituals. Absolutely. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And then we're moving into the, the family category. So the larger... Yeah. So you're like my, according to this model, you're my extended family. It feels like we speak almost as much as my, (laughs) 
as my close family. So. But it's because you're in all my circles. You're also my colleague, my best friend, you know, everything. That's, that's so true. It's, uh, we overlap. Yeah. yeah, it's extra strong. We overlap. But for family, we have said kind of the, the ones that are not living with you, but are still part of your family. So your parents and your siblings and, and so on. Yeah. And that also, I think it's very individual what kind of family you have, actually. Because some are really very close to their aunts and uncles and cousins and everything. And others are more traditional and not really that extended in their family relations. So for reflecting about this, it might be, you know, you might have a different relationship with your family. Yeah, and, uh, you don't choose who's your family. Exactly. So you might want to consider how is this relationship looking and And how would you like this relationship to look? And what are the things that you can do in order to change it, potentially? Yeah. Uh, maybe set your boundaries and maybe show people that you have uh, grown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think about your role within the family. So expand a little bit on that. Just no, but we've had a family where you're 10 years older than me and our brother is four years younger than you, six years older than me. So we've had very clear roles, I think, in terms of who's the big sister, who's the <laughs> younger sister, who's the middle. Yeah. And, you know, the roles that you have in the family could really define the way that you act within your family. Yeah. And it can be hard, I think, sometimes when you come home to family and you realize that you're put back into this role again that you had when you were a kid that you might not associate with any longer or some characteristics you might have brought with you as I was talking about, you know, when I was traveling yeah, that you can find your people and, and um, you will often go into anything in the kind of a, a big sister mood. But I think it can be quite frustrating. I certainly felt, I think I feel less so now, but I yeah. think maybe five, six years ago, maybe before kids. Yeah. <laughs> actually. Yeah. It was much harder to, in our family to break out of those roles. Yeah. And even when But you, you know, I, I do you it's so funny. I, I mean I do use both you and Andreas in an example of <laughs> then in my leadership development classes when we talk about paradigms and how you see things. And I, I used the example of when I met Andreas and we'd been together for quite some time because we lived abroad before we came back and met each other's families. And we came to his family and he's also the little brother in his family and how they were all treating him like this little brother coming home and how he kind of just turned in front of my eyes into this little brother from this mature man that I knew, right? Yeah. And how it's like laughing about that and feeling quite annoyed with him and his family for doing this to him, kind of. And then it kind of all changed with uh, when we got children. And then, I mean, not that many years ago, I was sort of realizing that, yeah, but we do exactly the same in our family with each other's roles. Mm. So it's seeing like you, I mean, working in like in senior roles on quite dangerous missions around the world. And we're like, then you come home and it's like, oh, hi, little sister, <laughs> you know. So it's so easy to put each other into these roles. I remember trying to negotiate like a family conflict <laughs> a few years ago. And yeah, What it do you didn't mean? Work. we don't have any conflicts. No, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it didn't work out well at all because it was just not, I guess at that stage didn't really have that gravitas needed for 
for people to listen, you know? It, it takes uh, because of, of, of the different roles. Yeah. So to conclude the, the level of family, there are a couple of key points, I'd say. And one is that you don't have to love everyone in your family just because they're family. However, sometimes I guess we can discover how much these people around you actually means when certain things happen that are really important or difficult and, and anything. So it might be valuable to really take care of, of these people around you. And reflect on the role that you have, because you might not be aware of that role. Yeah. And is it working for you or is it not working for you? And then there are some steps you can do to change it. It might be a bit frustrating. It's not always easy because everyone else might not be ready to to change. Um, but there are always some things that you can do if you want to change that role a little bit. Yeah. Let's go on to the friendship level. Yes. I guess the first part is really reflecting on who are your closest friends and how much do you see them? How much would you like to see them? And what is working for you and what is not working for you in your friendships. Yeah. So I put the like superlatives like closest, dearest, best friends. And I think try some of those exciting words and put them in front of your friends and see, does that make sense? Is that really describing why they are my friends? Because I think if they are your really close friends, there should be some awesome words there describing them. Really? Yeah. You know, and I think it's, you don't have to be with people just because they were friends once, but you challenge yourself and say, are they adding value? And am I also investing in this friendship and why and why not? Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I had one of those reflections a while ago. And, and I think that you have to, you know, if you are either very happy in a relationship, friendship relationship or disappointed, see, are you putting in what you really could yeah if not why are you disappointed or if you're disappointed but you don't want to change your what you put in well then maybe you just have to accept the level of what the other person is is at or giving you yeah um so have a little bit of a self-reflection on that I've certainly had lately but I've I've had through my life and then we said both you and I have a lot of long distance friendships yeah that's the downside of of moving around a lot I mean which is also the upside because you have friends all over the world and it's lovely and sometimes it can be super frustrating also so what's your best advice to stay in touch with friends that are far I feel like I've been pretty good at trying to call people in the morning when I'm on my way to work mm-hmm So Not the last year since you've only <laughs> been talking to me. <laughs> yeah, before that. So you destroyed my other relationship. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I tried to do that. I tried to pick up the phone and call friends and, and have a little chat. Mm -hmm. And of course, it doesn't become super regularly with everyone. But still, it's just a really nice way and fits into the, well, to my day, at least. Yeah. Then I'm organizing like a little reunion now for some of my best friends back at back at our summer house when I'm coming home. And we did that, well, three years ago now because it was before Raphael was born. So actually putting, investing and putting some time in organizing uh, meetups for everyone. And that could also be perfect if you have like a, you know, a name giving or a ceremony. Invite your closest friends and and make a little ritual in order for people to to gather together. Yeah. And then my final tip would be creating a WhatsApp group. Yeah, It's such a nice way of having this kind of ongoing communication without 
necessarily maybe the one-on-one, which might require more, but in a WhatsApp group, you can all feel like a community. You can send a fun picture. You can you can just ask a question. Um, it's a really nice way of, of feeling like a, or cementing that group feeling. Yeah, that's great. Another advice I'd say is, create some rituals with some you know your close friends the ones you really want to hang out with because then you get into the rhythm of of seeing each other because it's so many hectic things going on actually yeah and then what about that's our best friends group and then if we move into the friends group Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that is also interesting because I think that's where we can kind of dig into the how do you grow that friendship group yeah and what do you do when you move to a new place or if you're not satisfied with a group of that you don't feel like you have enough friends or or want to have new friends yeah and I've read research on that recently saying that a lot of people actually feel that they don't have that many great friends and they want to expand on that and I certainly had moments in my life where I felt the same and I, I'm thinking one of a good advice for me, which was quite interesting, was when we've just moved back to Stockholm and we've just moved to the suburb where we live in. But so we were here now in, in this neighborhood where neither Andreas nor I had ever lived. And I really don't know anyone in this area. And so I was thinking, what can I do? And I was thinking, well, one thing that I really also love to do is to read. And I, I love books and everything. So I said, let's start a book club. Mm. And I thought, okay, so I was actually sort of reaching out of my comfort zone a little bit. And I wrote a mail, an email, and I sent it to the parents of both my daughter's classes. That was really out of my comfort zone. I'm like, no, this is so embarrassing. Mm. But I got so many lovely answers from that email and I think I might have mentioned this in an earlier episode actually but really we started the book club and from there I have two of my very best friends today you know eight years later and it was that was such a great feeling and and, and a great start so it was out of my comfort zone reaching out a little bit yeah but still it created something great now that's a great idea and then could also kind of look at what exists in your community. What is the what can you do in support of the community? Yeah. And look around in your outer network. So people you might be working with. And, you know, even for me, there I've had some clients that I really thought they're super nice that today are also really close friends. And I think we're like, oh no, we should be respective of each other's role. But people like that people are nice and reaching out and I must say one of my best friends today she was a client of mine a little bit of love to you Pernilla Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I think do that reach out of your comfort zone and because the likelihood is if you find people really nice that they'll find you nice too and And on my bucket list I have to start a dinner club I think that's such a nice and fun idea that you would have a number of, of friends or girls and you start cooking together once a month or something like that and make it a into a nice evening so that's on my on my bucket list for when I'm moving back to Colombia after baby and all that's a great idea I want to hear all about that I I have a good friend of mine um who who I think a little bit because of living in a big city they've decided as a family I mean I'm sure there are more reasons than that but they've decided as a family to move into the countryside instead into a smaller community for 
you know, creating a, a more of a community for their family and feeling more part of something else. Yeah. I have to speak to her how it goes. She's just recently moved there. But I think that's a that's a very interesting I- idea as well. And I think at least as I'm getting it older, <laughs> you um, or my hunger for big cities is, is potentially slowly replaced towards being more in a small place where you can kind of knock on the door and you know you're I will, so nesting for your <laughs> getting ready I for your little baby I will never forget some of our best family friends their son moved up to Stockholm many years ago like 20 years ago moved up to Stockholm and we were all sitting home it was maybe like a Saturday afternoon or something and all of a sudden he rang on the door and just like came by yeah and we didn't know what to do it was like an unannounced guest <laughs> That just rang on the door and, you know, just kind of came to hang out. And he came from a small town where obviously that's completely normal. Like you come over and then, you know, you put on a cup of coffee and you know who I'm talking about? I guess it's David, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was just so funny. We were all in like shock, didn't know what to do and kind of had a plans and were busy and, and crazy like we are and in big cities when he was from the country. Uh, But that's a great story. And I guess that's something we can do better ourselves and be a little bit more spontaneous to start that. And that uh, final sort of idea I I have for, you know, increasing your social network and your friends. And also don't be afraid of actually meeting across generations. And we're, we're also fixed at our friends that when we hang out they should be the same age and have children in the same and of course at certain times it's really convenient that it's that way and it's nice that the children get together and everything but look a little bit wider than that I I loved how we've always done that with our family having had big parties where everyone is inviting across the generations and that's also really lovely way to socialize and it it's very Latin American. I love that here. You go out to some of these places and, and you really, you have the abuela, the grandmother and the youngest kids. They're all around the table and, and dancing together afterwards. So yeah. yeah, that's something we can learn from these cultures. So that what a nice concluding comment from uh, Team Bogota. <laughs> <laughs> so Here uh, we are, Team Bogota. Yeah. <laughs> so I think with that, it's time for us to conclude this episode. Please, uh, as always, uh, connect with us. Uh, join uh, the Ruse and Shine global community by signing in on our webpage, ruseandshine.com. Join us on Instagram. Okay. So, bye, everyone. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.